Bienvenue and welcome to Akeem's Dream Show. My name is Akeem the Dream, also known as Brown Sugar Supreme, also known as the Dark Knight Batman. I'm Batman. This show is a variety show because I had a lot of ideas growing up and wrote them down and my curiosity is insatiable. And you'll notice that I have a lot of random ideas and subjects, but I think that's what makes it fun. Variety is the spice of life and I like to keep it spicy and you will find that out very quickly. Remember folks, never grow old with no stories to tell. And it's finally time to spice things up. Let's go. Check this out. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to another episode of Akeem's Dream Show. And today, I want to discuss something that's going on in fashion, in corporate America, in really anything artistic. Have you noticed, have you noticed that logos, fonts, colors, brand identities are taking on a more simplistic minimalist appearance they're going from the wacky 3d designs from the crazy and independent and color filled and woof almost like an lsd trip of a picture they're going from that to a 2d milk toast kind of design right don't forget you know your crackers on the way out with your soup kind of thing going on like what is going on in the world of design i find it's rather curious to see all not all but a large, large percentage of companies from all industries, I'm talking from fashion, from automotives to, to our agriculture, to manufacturings, to electronics, all going from these cool, bright, colorful designs to some kind of very simple white background, black, like Arial or Times New Roman font design. Have you noticed that? Am I the only one who, I, I, listen, two of my buddies have brought this up to me and my brother, independently of each other, where they're like, Akeem, have you noticed all these brands changing? Uh, I said, no, but now that you made me notice, <laughs> I've noticed. It's amazing how many of these things can happen within a specific segment of industry or culture or society. And because it's only in that one kind of narrow avenue, you don't really recognize it until someone points it out, like marketing, for example, and branding. Unless people point this shit out, you're not going to really notice it. And I was brought, it was brought to my attention, and I, boy, did I ever go down the rabbit hole about how brands are changing. You see, I grew up in the 90s. So I grew up with like the shorties and the etnies, right? And all these cool kind of skateboard brands and all that shit. And everybody in the 90s was popping off, man. I mean, like Tupac, TLC, uh, all the fashion, all the cool colors, right? Walkman had a cool logo right mtv was there you had reebok with a cool logo adidas cartoon network right uh man there were so many cool ones skating tees everyone had a skating tee on nerf remember the nerf logo like everything was like neon it, everybody in the 90s was dressing like they were going to a rave <laughs> a, a rave where you the the man the mandate or the mo or the motto was bring a baggy bring baggy clothes <laughs> Dress like you're jumping out of an airplane, like parachute pants, MC Hammer, all that shit, right? That's the era I grew up in. And that's what I remember a lot about that era is like people were being very self-expressive with their ideas and their identities. And that kind of bled over into corporate America, where if you look at the brands and the logos from the 90s, everyone was kind of popping off quite literally, like an LSD trip of fucking imagination coming straight to your dome through your retina, right? Like this is crazy cool time for brands. Colors, pops, 3Ds, models, boom. And that was kind of the, the advent of 
uh, 3D modeling, Microsoft Word came out, what do you call it, WordShop, Photoshop came out around that time, or no, Photoshop came out in the late 80s or the 90s, but the technology had advanced to such a point by the mid-2000s, early 2000s, all these companies were like, we got to make our logos pop, snap, crackle, pop, right? So they went from 2D, like if you look at logos from the 1800s, like a Pepsi Cola logo or a Coca-Cola logo, even though Coca-Cola is inferior, by the way, they both look 2D, they kind of both look simple, right? So you could print it out on a piece of paper or whatever printing machines they had back then, not super sophisticated ones, but that's not the point. You were limited by the technology of the day and therefore you just printed whatever shit you had. So back then, up until about the 70s or 80s, most logos were these 2D, kind of like two or three color images that were meant to just like say, hey, this is what we are, this is who we are, right? And now, uh, or after that, like call it from like the 70s, 80s, all the way to like 2000, and I'd say 15 is when this kind of start, this debranding started happening, which is what this whole phase is called, the debranding, going to a minimalist kind of format, less detail in the logos. This debranding probably started happening maybe 5, 10, yeah, maybe 5, 10 years ago. A lot of stuff started happening five, 10 years ago. Wow, 2014 to 2016 was quite the inflection point, was it, in society, in the world? You know, PC culture, politics, everything's polarized. It's weird. Anyways, back to branding. So, yeah, we're talking about the evolution of brands, right, from 2D to 3D back to 2D because of a focus. Can you guess it? Why would everything go back to 2D after this 3D revolution during the millennium? I'd I'd say the height of the two I'd say the height of the 3D revolution with brands and with designs and stuff, where like brands were popping off. Like remember the Burger King logo, remember the Gap logo, remember the Kia logo and the Canada the Dry logo and all these other ones. These were like really poppy, really kind of like flavorful designs, and they went from being really flavorful and poppy in 3D to like simplified. What would make this debranding happening? Can you take a guess? Would you like a lifeline? It's the push to mobile. So think about it. The iPhone comes out in 2008 to the detriment of BlackBerry. By the way, watch that movie. I think it should be out on YouTube now or on uh, DVD or whatever. DVD. Who watches DVDs? It should be out now if you want to get on any streaming program and watch it. The story of BlackBerry with the phones. But anyways, when it went from BlackBerry to iPhone, Steve Jobs does a presentation. It goes viral. becomes the most successful product ever, by the way. And iPhones and then smartphones and Androids after that, they make every company think about digital, think about mobile specifically, because now everyone's got a computer in their hands. We got to change the design so it kind of makes it more easy, more easy, simpler to navigate on a phone. So we can't have this 3D poppy logo because number one, is that going to even fit on the screen? Is it going to be too big? Is it going to be too like, whoa, what is this? Am I going through epilepsy right now? Was there some MDMA in my Cheerios? No, they want you to be, okay, this is the logo. This is our company. It's simple, right? Because if you think about simple logos, Visually simplified designs are perceived as easier to use. And this is right around 2010, 2008 to 2010 is when all these kind of brands came out. And I know you don't have a visual, but uh, you ever heard of uh, uh, Yive Saint Laurent? That is all just bolded letters now. Balenciaga, all bolded letters, all black. Burberry, London, England. It went from some cool acrylic to like a, just a big bolded letters. Berluti, Berluti Paris. All big bolded letters, Balmain, Paris. These are all fashion brands to be uh, to be to be sure. But 
all these logos on the right side of the t-chart look a lot simpler and therefore probably a lot easier to read on your phone. So if you're doing some online shopping or you're looking for your next Gucci bag or whatever Burberry sells, Cologne, even though it's not as good as Rubani, right? Eat your heart out, Balenciaga. To, to, when they're not busy advertising to baby girls with like, you know, BDSM, they're selling cologne and shit. Anyways, these companies are thinking, okay, we have to be on mobile. Every brand in the world needs to be on the iPhone. So maybe from a simplicity standpoint, this is yet to be proven. I think this is just a hunch they're going off of. Maybe they did studies and stuff, but they're thinking, listen, if we're going to be on the iPhone, we can't have this big poppy logo. We got to keep it, kind of dial it back. Bring it there, ba- bring it back there, boy. Don't be all fancy and flirty with the phone there. A black bolded Times New Roman will do just fine there, boy. Bring it back, bring it back. But then there's some backlash, right? When I looked at some of this research, there's a lot of people who are looking at things like, or even like some city brands where it's like the city of Vancouver one that got criticized for being so simple. Like a lot of people were like, listen, my kid could do that. Why are you hiring some marketing firm to redesign the logo where someone could just do that in PowerPoint, right? Microsoft sheets or whatever. Like you're paying companies thousands of dollars to do these rebrands and all they're doing is just typing out the word of the company. It doesn't make any sense. So there is some, there is some blowback for the, how simple they're making these designs during this debranding process. But I'm starting to think that the dominance of the handheld device, which is really the big push of this whole debranding shit, it might be on the back nine. I know people are, I know that the modern phone is the most addictive substance, whether food, drink, or otherwise, on the face of the planet, God's green earth, because everyone is addicted. I was on the elevator today for five seconds. Instead of having a conversation, these two ladies whipped out their phones, right? With a big, one had a big frappuccino, it was might as well have been a milkshake, but it was like something from Starbucks. <laughs> and the other lady had the biggest Slurpee I don't think I've ever seen in my entire... I know Slurpees were big, so I used to get them when I was a kid in the 90s. But now, they're they're, they're almost like the... the what is used to be small is now... No, small doesn't even exist anymore. But what used to be medium is now small, and what used to be large is now medium. So the large is like a double large from the past, if that makes any sense. Anyways, they're drinking big drinks, but they can't even be off their phone for five milliseconds. Four or five floors. I was going up to my grandma's house. Couldn't even. She couldn't even get off her. Anyways, we're addicted to these motherfuckers, so they're not going away. But I believe that people are kind of stopped doing the upgrades because I read a report that Google is doing their second quarter in a row of negative declining sales. So could that affect how brands think about mobile? Are maybe going to put some more of that marketing budget towards outside signs, towards guerrilla marketing campaigns? Maybe you pay Akeem the Dream for a little bit of a. You know, a sponsorship spot on the Keem's Dream Show. You might you might want to do that, right? The listener base is growing, man. The more people are checking out the show. And by the way, if you listen to the show and you share it, and you maybe you don't tell me for whatever reason, I really appreciate that. You have no idea how much I really appreciate that you sharing the word. And I'd never wanted to think about getting famous from the show, becoming successful. I really just like talking and venting because a lot of my life is just listening to people talk. So when I give myself this platform, I'm just letting myself vent about things that I find interesting. And if you think it's cool enough to share, God bless your cotton socks. Let me know if there's anything. Let me know if I can get you a Diet Pepsi sometimes. With this whole chat GPT, did you know that chat GPT, AI is going to change this whole game with design and branding, by the way, too. If I was a designer, I'd be looking at how I can be a value add to AI. Because if you're just going to stand on the side and let AI just take over your design, branding, whatever firm you have, marketing firm, you are going to get run over like a freight train. Maybe. I'm just making a prediction. I could be wrong. 
But AI is going to change the game too with this design because they're going to be able to read in real time all the reports, all the customer data because all these firms trust you, me. These big Molson Canadian, blah, 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 these big companies who are doing these debranding, they're doing analysis in real time about what's going on in the market. How are people responding to this simplification if they're even noticing it all? Maybe they all listen to Akeem's dream show at the same time and realize that they're simplifying the brands just for the iPhone and for the Android. And they're getting pissed. We want the 90s back. We want the early 2000s back. Give us a little bit of flair, a little, little hit me baby one more time, a little bit of Limp biscuit energy, right? We need a little bit of that back in our system, right? Back into our mainline vein, baby. We need that juice, that 3D excitement. Absolutely excitement. So maybe they go, hey, listen, we're going to pull away from this simplistic design and go towards a 3D model. And you know what? We're going to use AI to do it. And I know AI is the topic topic of the day because it's infiltrating every industry. You know about the writer strike right now in Hollywood. You know about the, the uh, actor strike and all that stuff. One of their demands, which I think is a little bit un unrealistic, right? The uh, Actors Guild or the Writers Guild, they, they, they want these major production companies to not use AI. Could you imagine the balls or the boldness that would take to say, listen, we don't want you to use every available technology at your disposal to make really good product and tell really good stories. We want you to rely on us for that. Why would they say yes to that? If they were just like, hey, we need some more pay, we need uh, more access to healthcare and uh, insurance and benefits. Hey, sure, that's great. But if you want us to not use the technology, woo, you better learn how to become better than that technology. The answer always in life is to get better. Become better become a better person, grow, uh, be a better, you know, that's always on you. I'm always a big advocate of personal responsibility. And I apologize, I'm all over the place right now, but I'm all on a bit of a ranting train right now. But AI is going to disrupt this whole logo design thing because all these companies are going to be looking at everything, right? Like, for example, I'm running Station Park right now. We hired a marketing firm to do the whole package for branding for Station Park. It almost cost us a G-note. Now, I'm not going to go out there and do the design myself, but if ChatGPT was around and ChatGPT has their own product internally, I forget what it's called. I think it's called NVIDIA or something. No, NVIDIA makes the chips, but there's a product within ChatGPT's framework that does video and picture rendering. So if I was just to go into ChatGPT and be like, yo, make me a make me a picture of uh, or make me a brand. Uh, a brand package for Station Park. This is the inputs, blah, blah, blah. And it spit it out and it was even 90% as good as the designer. Why wouldn't I save myself a G-Note, right? Save myself an old grand. I don't know why you wouldn't want to do that. So it's going to be a very competitive market out there for marketing. And marketing always comes down to the audience. The most important thing you can build in the modern era is an audience. So I think they're trying to depending on who you are, if you're putting the cart before the horse thinking that the design is going to really get the audience for you, it might. Like if you go viral, but all those people leave after you go viral, then what was the point of the marketing campaign? I think the best way to do it is the hard way, which is organically over time, right? Anyways, brands look the same. Everything's become modernized. The standardization of brand logos, like I was saying with those fashion ones, they're all looking the same. But I encourage you, Go on to Google or Images or Bing or DuckDuckGo, whatever you use, and just say debranding and just type images and see how everything has changed. It will blow your mind, like how all these brands have kind of streamlined. And it kind of takes me back to day-to-day -day life. Like, look outside in society. How many people do you see wearing logoed shirts? How many people do you see wearing logo jeans? I used to see a lot, like maybe Levi's I see a lot of, but I don't see really a lot of like, 
uh, True Religion or Echo or any of this kind of shit. Like it's mostly it's like two or three brands and jeans I see. It's like mostly blank shirts and collared shirts I see out there. Like everyone's kind of going minimalized. I think the de-branding has had a bleed over effect into how we do personal fashion. And even these fashion brands, right? I originally was going to call this episode the homeless uh, homeless rich because you could look, you could dress like a homeless person or a homeless person could wear the exact same quality t-shirt as far as like the actual materials, but all they're missing is the, the tag on the back behind your neck of what the company is. One comes from George and Walmart, it's $10. The other one comes from Louis Vuitton and is literally $1,500 for the exact same shirt. Like outside of like how smooth it is maybe or how it like wraps around your glorious pecs. I'm not sure how much of a difference you're going to notice from the Walmart brand to the Louis Vuitton brand. I and mean, somebody out there might be tripping and be like, Akeem, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And maybe you're right. But from a distance, I think the biggest thing that impacts the way clothes look on you is how fit you are. Like if you're out of shape, unless you're wearing all black, people are going to notice it. And what I've noticed is people who are in really good shape, they can wear whatever they want and look good. So instead of, instead of spending that 1500 at Louis Vuitton, maybe go and figure out how to get in shape, spend that money on some good food and whatever, right? And get, and get your body right. And uh, the clothes, doesn't matter what clothes you wear, it will look good. But this is going back to the branding. We're talking about branding, t-shirts. I don't see anybody wearing logos unless they're going, unless they're a nerd like me and they're wearing Batman sometimes. How many people do you see wearing logos out there? Go tomorrow when you're walking around, count how many people you see wearing really cool, colorful 3D logos on their shirts. It's really, it's really weird. I've noticed it, right? Maybe it's confirmation bias because I don't wear a lot of logoed shirts beside the old Batman stuff. If I don't see people wearing their logoed shirts, maybe it's just because I don't wear it. And it's confirmation bias, right? As soon as you buy a car, you start seeing that car everywhere. Well, I would say the same thing with this like fashion that's going on. Nobody's really wearing the fashion shit. So I'm going to stick to my Walmart. I'm going to stick to my, you know, winners, my H&M, my, there's a new, there's a new show, uh, show clothing store called Uniqlo and they have really good stuff but all their stuff has is logoless right there's a really good store in Westman Tamal called uh, Urban Outfitters and the whole store is based on this 3D this era of branding they actually bring back retro or nostalgic designs because they know people there's a market for that so if you go into that store you'll see like uh, old kokanee hats and old like like orange crush hats and just hats from like brands in the 80s and 90s and they sell out right because people are i think people are really um earning or really kind of itching for a little bit of nostalgia so i don't know what's going on i don't know how how long it's gonna last or if people are gonna go back from minimalist to 3d i think uh, nature likes a cycle it's a bit of a roller coaster right and we go from one thing to the other to the other to the other nostalgia is real I think if someone was to start doing or if some some company that was really prominent and growing was to go from this minimalist idea to like the 3D, let's blow it up, fuck the mobile movement, let's do it. They might trigger a domino effect that makes this whole three, this whole 2D minimalist shit go away. And listen, I don't have an opinion either way. I personally like the era I grew up in, which is like the late 90s, early 2000s, and all those logos, because I felt they had a more of an identity, which I think is what North America is all about, right? You go around the world, and I've only traveled to so many places, but what I know about North America is it's all about independent people, self-expression, right? Personal identity, individuality. That's what I think makes North America stand out. 
And if we all become, you know, you know, robots with rods up our asses, just corporate drones walking around wearing the same shit. I guess that's cool, but like, how are we going to distinguish each other? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's uh, maybe we don't have to. Maybe we're all meant to be. Maybe we're on the track to all becoming like uh, amorphous blobs with that are asexual, and we're just going to be fed through a tube and uh, sitting on a couch, just getting uh, government-fed programming every day. But I don't know. I don't know what that has to do with debranding, but it just seems like we're just becoming a simplified. Everyone's just kind of maybe exhausted from everything. Like, think about the amount of advertising that's shoved down your face every single day. If you're watching YouTube, I know I get bombarded with it. It's hard to it's hard to stand out, right? It's the hardest thing to do. That's why podcasters are starting to get paid because this is like the one of the last vestiges on earth where people are just going to sit down and give you their undivided attention, you know, for five minutes, 20 to 30 minutes to an hour. It's hard to get that these days. Like, they're tracking us down. They're listening to us right now. Big Brother, Google is listening to me chat about this and be like, man, Akeem is a stupid mother. <laughs> or Akeem is smart. Maybe we should listen to him. Maybe we should sponsor him. Listen, if Google sponsored this podcast, you know, I'd take the money because I want I have people I want to take care of. But whew, that'd be a tough deal with the devil, let me tell you what. It's funny, Google, you know, people, you're either with Google or you're against it. I can hold two things at the same time. I think Google is a strong company. I think they do really cool products, but I also think they do some nefarious big brother kind of like 1984 shit. And I think they need to chill out a little bit with the censorship. But here's the thing. When Google started in 1998 and they kind of really got going in the early 2000s, do you know what their brand was? Do you know what their logo was? And kind of like, what do you call it? Mottos and logos and taglines all feed into this. Their original one was don't be evil. The irony. The irony, the dramatic irony of don't be evil for Google of all companies is baffling, is bafflingly, I don't even want to say like, it's not blasphemous because it's not religion, although people treat it like a cult, but it is kind of weird, isn't it? Anyways, I think I'll get off my soapbox and make some quinoa. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Akeem's Dream Show, and until next time, rebrand the debrand. brand I, cheer, peace.